Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Our Next Guest Is. Hello and welcome to another Our Next Guest Is. This is a conversation where we meet the country's leading speakers and entertainers in the corporate and events world and find out all about them. My name's Michael Pope and I'm here with Carson White from Leading Voice. Carson, who is our next guest? Our next guest started her career with Microsoft Australia, UK and the USA, training tech, support and education teams. Armed with this deep wealth of knowledge and experience, she returned home on a mission to help Australians learn to love technology. She invented the Miss Megabyte persona, leading to a national media profile and best-selling book. And today, she's one of the country's most in-demand speakers and MCs. Ladies and gentlemen, our next guest is Yvonne Adele. She's such a has-been. <laughs> no, not at all. You are still very current and we're going to get into that. I was trying to guess who it was the whole time you were saying it. <laughs> Yvonne, first question, how do I hide my caller ID on my iPhone? <laughs> you can do that. You can do that. Don't think I won't. No, welcome. Welcome to our next guest is. Now, it's funny you say I'm a has-been. What you mean is you've been doing what you've been doing for a long time, <laughs> but you have been changing with the times. It's true. I, I have what I call a seven-year career itch where after about seven years, I start to freak out and get bored and reinvent myself. Right. Yeah, like Madonna. <laughs> that, that's who you remind me of. Yeah. Wait till you hear her sing. Oh, yeah, exactly. Oh, God. <laughs> take, take us back to that first start of that first seven years there. You came back from the States yeah, so and, after and felt working, there was a, a need? Yes. Yeah, so after working with Microsoft, it was really all I knew was technology and came back from England and, and the States and there wasn't a job at Microsoft for me that was – uh, a promotion. It was like go back into tech support or go into sales and I wasn't interested in that. So I started my own business where I went out temping. I absolutely love temping, which is, you know, you get plucked plucked up out of the temp agency and plopped down into whatever company is desperate for someone with the certain skills that mm. someone's left or they're on maternity leave or something or they're sick. And I loved that because you would save the day everywhere you went. Right. You were like, ta yes, here. I'm here. <laughs> well, it's funny because that is your role still today, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, as a speaker, you yeah. come into a space and you so. deliver... Yep. You know, you fill the gap and yeah. then you move out again. Speakers are temp by their nature. Indeed. Well, that's right. So I guess we would call it freelance these days, wouldn't <laughs> we? So, yeah, I found that I loved that so much and I would teach the people who were in all these businesses that I was getting plonked down into and then they were like, oh, you're really good at teaching this stuff. And so one day I was watching Burke's Backyard on mm. TV and I was reading a magazine at the same time and I realised that every person who had a segment on the TV show also had an article in the magazine. And that's when I just had this light bulb moment. There's like these subject matter experts, you know, gardening and health and money and wealth and pets and all that. Mm. And there was no technology person. So then I just said, oh, well, I'm just going to be the technology person. I'll and, do it. Yeah. All my friends were already calling me megabytes because I was the tech head in the crew. Yeah. And so then I thought, well, I'll just create a character called Miss Megabyte. And uh, I started knocking on doors and ringing TV networks and saying, I'm, I'm here. Right, right. <laughs> but they didn't want a bar of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, so cut to today where we are, we as a generation are far more tech friendly. How do you remain relevant? Well, it's interesting and that's how, you know, I evolved out of being Miss Megabyte who, who 
you know, at, at Ms. Megabyte's height was a, you know, the high profile, like, mm. media. You were the go-to girl. Yeah, for technology. And then Google came along and then you could just Google anything and find the answer. So Ms. Megabyte was totally redundant, which is where I say I'm a has-been, because there was no need for Ms. Megabyte anymore because Ms. Megabyte taught all of Australia how to do everything. So, you know, that, that was it. I ran out of people. Right. So, <laughs> and then, you know, <laughs> you the should have married Google. Yeah, they should have. <laughs> the digital natives were born and they didn't need any help, you know. So, um... So what happened while I was on TV and everything was that conferences would call and say, we want that chick off the telly who talks tech because we've only got this whole program of guys. And so that's how I sort of fell into speaking. Do you remember the first time you actually ever got up on stage and presented in front of an audience? And I'm actually refer to a paid gig, not a not a non-paid gig, because there's more pressure when you're actually getting paid as a speaker, obviously. So can you remember okay. that moment? Okay. Well, I'm going to have to tell you both, though, because of the, the non-paid one is a good story. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. tell, yeah. tell us the paid. Yeah. Tell us both, so yeah. Channel 9 and Nene King, who was my editor at Women's Day, so I had a page in Women's Day every week, and then I had a page in Women's Weekly every month. Nene sent me to Saxton's uh, Speakers Bureau, and uh, I Winston and Nanette and then they hired a comedy writer for me and we worked on this sort of tech presentation Mm. where I would have these really cute you know gags and it would be Miss Megabyte on stage you know so that that was incredible and they they were the ones that turned me into a proper speaker and then I did a showcase with Max Walker and this was in the days where there were no real, you know, there was no cameras on your phones or anything like that. Mm. Like I'm talking in the dark ages right, of, right, you know, 1996. So <laughs> at, at the um, Sofitel Hotel in Melbourne, they had, I don't know, 400 people come to this showcase and I was going to do this little trick where I would take pictures of everyone milling around at the beginning with this huge digital camera yes, that I had. Yes, I can It was actually you know, digital. Yeah, it was a digital camera. Yeah. And you, but you had to plug it in, you know, with a cable to your computer and it would just take ages to download the photos. And then I was, during my talk, going to bring up the photos behind me of all the people. I who hear the had, Yeah, exactly. How did you do this? There's and no cameras near yes, here. that's exactly right. And people were like, this is witchcraft, you know. And so that was my very first speaking engagement and I was nervous as all get out. Did you love it? I absolutely loved it. Yeah, yeah. Did I, I was born? Is that, yeah, I, yeah, I was like, what? You're actually going to give me a microphone and an <laughs> audience and I can get paid for this? Because just to stop you for a sec, really it was an extension of what you've been doing for quite some time, Yeah, educating people about technology. That's it. Yeah. And the largest group of people who wanted to learn, the better for yeah. me. Right. You know? Great. So, yeah, I felt it was my responsibility yeah. to teach as many people as possible. So, so you did that. That was your non-paid. So yeah. what was your first paid? I think my first paid gig was the home show in Sydney, which was, you know, like an expo of home ideas, you know, like interiors and gardening and all that. And they hired Miss Megabyte from Women's Day to come and speak about technology. Just on that then, in the 20 years you have been speaking, what are some of the things you've learned as a speaker on stage to deliver your craft? The number one thing is that it's not about you, the speaker. That would be the main thing that I've learned. And that's the difference between those nervous, freaky moments where I, I like, I look back at the video of me the very first time I was ever on TV. It was on Kerry Ann's midday show, and the, another bit of witchcraft. I did a thing where I had printed out a photo of her and Jeff Harvey, who was the orchestra guy, 
and I had um, put them face down on this piece of white fabric and I was showing Carrie Ann how to iron, you can iron this special iron-on T-shirt transfer paper onto a piece of fabric. So I ironed her face on one bit and his face on another bit. And when I picked up the the piece of fabric, it was a huge pair of Y-front undies. Nice. (laughs) And then he came out from behind the orchestra, put them on over his trousers and wiggled his butt to the, you know, grey set, rinse set ladies. And so TV hasn't changed at all. That's true. (laughs) When I look back at that... I can see myself shaking yeah. and my voice and, right. you know, and all that. And, and I realised the difference between that was that that was just me going, what do I look like? What do I sound like? What? Mm. It was all about me, whereas now I realise that as speakers we are really just simply a vehicle for the message and it's our responsibility to use our voice and our body and our manner and everything as a vehicle for the message. The message I want to get across to anyone listening is that when you get Yvonne Adele, you get more than just a speaker doing a keynote. And speaker training is one of the many armories. Yeah in your um, many weapons in your armour? Yeah, yeah, let's call it that. Lots of bullets <laughs> in your gun. Tool, yeah. You've got lots of guns in your toolbox. <laughs> yeah, okay, good. But, uh, yeah. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, it is. And, uh, I mean, when I'm doing speaker coaching, it's usually mentoring, and so it's not a proper sort of, you know, paid thing. It's just helping out. And that is one of the things that I mm. teach people because the most common question I get is how do I get rid of nerves as yeah. a speaker? yeah. In that role as a uh, teaching other speakers, what are the most significant attributes that any speaker needs to have on stage in order to deliver their message? Oh, that's a good question. All right, well, the first attribute is that it's not about you. That's always number one. Yep. It's not about you. And the, the I guess the most important thing is to... Uh, be, be prepared in a way that doesn't just mean rehearsing, but when I say preparing, I mean preparing yourself to deliver the outcome that is required from the client. So your research and your uncovery process before the, the briefing event. process that yeah. you go through. Yeah. yeah, that's right. How do yeah. you approach those initial conversations with your client? I've got a set of questions that I like to ask. You know, I like to ask, how do you want the delegates to be different after Mm. what is the first thing you want them to do feel and be differently you know after the event Mm. Uh, what has worked really well in the past and what has not worked really well in the past what's some baggage that they might be bringing into the room with them so that things that might make them resist the messages that are coming through as the speaker or if I'm the MC, then I'm, I'm helping to you know manage all of that going throughout the, the whole day. Your work as an MC starts way before the actual turn up nine o'clock, doesn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Tell us about that. <laughs> well, I'm a little bit different because I become part of the event team as an MC and I'm with them from the get-go brainstorming and delegate experience ideas and ways to tie the theme in throughout the day and ways to bring the energy back up in the room. When I can see on the program, it looks like there's three really heavy keynotes mm. there and you're not sending them out to a break. We're going to have to do a little fun thing. A little bend and stretch. Yeah, all that sort of stuff. Uh, so, yeah, there's that. But then I also ask for, as a speaker or an MC, I ask the client to give me three or four examples of delegates. So delegates who will be in the room or people who know the industry really well that I can get on the phone with or on Skype with in the lead up. So I can really actually feel their pain and feel mm. what they're looking for and feel why they hated the last event or, you know, what the theme is. And, and what their expectations are yeah. that you can then deliver to. Exactly. You also use the word theme weaver in your yeah. role as MC. I love that. It yeah. really encapsulates your role. Yeah. And uh, yeah, as an MC, it is your job to make sure that the theme is woven in throughout the entire day or three days. Mm. And there are, you know, it, you have to thoughtfully and strategically do that. 
not just keep reminding people of the title of the event. Social media obviously now integrates uh, into events and conferences in, in every way, leading it into should. at the event and posting. Well, it should. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if they do. Um, the, well, the, the smart people out there organising conferences are doing yeah. that and weaving it in. You've been able to marry your technology background beautifully well with um, your MC speaking uh, uh, work now by uh, weaving, weaving um, as you said, uh, the social media in as part of your role as a speaker or MC. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, so as, as a speaker or, or mainly as an MC, I suppose it comes into its own better, is that I will work with a client, I'll get them to nominate and line up um, some drawcard speakers, sponsors and delegates who are going to be involved in the event, the stakeholders, I guess, and I'll interview them on Skype or in person way before the event, like five, six months before the event, up to about two, three months before, and we use those little video snippets as social media promotional tools. Now, some events are selling tickets and they want to use Mm. those to sell tickets. Some events are building buzz because it's an employee conference and they want to make sure everyone's coming into the room excited to you know for the three days and, and what they're about to hear but not only that I'll work with the event planners to um, just on their social media strategy so we talk about the the pillars of communication that you need to have covered off in the lead up you know and uh, at the event how we can encourage people to tweet and use Facebook and Instagram and uh, LinkedIn at the event but I will do that as the MC. I'm sitting there watching all the talks I'm taking photos and videos during the breaks either in the conference accounts on social media or on my own uh, my own accounts and really um, using my role as the MC as the eyes and ears of the people mm. who are not only in the in the audience but outside of the event. And yeah. adding huge value to the whole event for the client. Yes, I have received many actual bookings over the line just for my social media activity. It, it's yeah. an interesting point. In my 20 years in the speaking industry, I've watched the value adds that speakers and MCs need to actually include as part of their standard fee to the client and this sort of stuff is, is now becoming far more important. So from your MC stuff into the speaking world. So you're a phenomenal speaker. I've obviously seen you on stage doing your oh, thing. Oh, well, thank you. Mm. There you go. That's a, a big plug. Uh, he read talk- that just as you wrote it. Yeah, exactly. That's what it says here. Um, tell us, because you've, you've kind of got three core areas, if I'm correct, of your speaking. Talk to us a little bit about the three core areas. Okay, so there's always the technology. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm that kid that took apart a computer when I was eight years old, and, like, I just love technology that's just and when you asked me before about how do I stay you know on top of it it's just because I love it so much mm. like whatever anyone has as their thing that they love the most they're the expert of it you know cool. and just on the technology then so just explain if I'm looking to, 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 to engage you as a speaker and we've got a technology theme what is it that in the technology space that you actually well there's three things firstly uh, I'm, I'm getting hired quite often as an MC at tech events because yep. still 20-something years later, the program is full of men and now there's a responsibility to put more females on the program. So having a female MC works as a really good way, especially a tech-savvy female MC that can make insightful comments about the speakers that just came before or the questions and and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. That's one. Another one that I still do and love to do is, you know, productivity shortcuts. And so I do these, like, you know, 20-minute, half-an-hour talks on how to to, uh, be more productive with the sorts of things you need 
to do every day, like when you're using your computer or your phone, like turning off caller ID, for example, if you're <laughs> trying to hide from people like Popey. That's or, not why I yeah, do oh, it. Okay, no. <laughs> you're just so popular that yeah, everyone's calling you. That's yeah. right, exactly. And then the other technology thing that I do is digital marketing, you know, and that's social media. It's not – I don't even like to call it digital marketing anymore because it's just marketing. Right. You know, it just happens to be in the digital space. Yeah, there's yeah, no yeah, yeah, such yeah. thing as marketing without using yeah. some online platforms, you know, anymore. So technology is one of your three. Yeah. What are the other uh, Creative thinking. Yeah. And how that came about is, you know, the seven-year career itch that um, was doing technology stuff as Miss Megabyte and as Google came in and Facebook came in and I wasn't so – you know, this this oracle of information that everyone thought because now they could go and find it elsewhere, people started asking me to come and talk about how I created the brand of Miss Megabyte mm. and how I was so creative and, you know, how I kept, kept my energy up and all that. So I created a talk uh, around creative thinking. Cool. Yeah, and it's all about just everyday... Uh, everyday things that you can do to be more creative and break out of the mould of sort of being in a rut. So that's the other one, and that's like a 20-minute to an hour-and-a-half talk where Depending on how quickly you speak. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the third one? Uh, yes, the third one is called Switch, and that's a keynote, which is really my first inspirational keynote. The others were really sort of informational, edutainment-style <laughs> keynotes. Sorry, the, just yeah. let me write those down. Edutainment. <laughs> Hashtag edutainment. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and Switch is about bringing back the joy that we get from doing things for the first time into everyday tasks. Oh, great. Yeah, and that was sort of inspired by, you know, taking my 10-year-old on a a flight to Sydney with a friend of his and, and my 10-year-old at the time, we'd been on so many planes. We were just taking it in our stride. I'll look at the safety card and look at what the menu. What are we going to order when we're in the air for this one-hour, 20-minute flight? But his friend had never been on a plane before mm. and he wants to be a pilot. And I sort of forgot that. But at the time I was taking – I had my camera out and my phone and I was taking a picture of the safety card because my kid had said, Mum, if they're all about to die, why do they look so happy? Valid <laughs> point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I went to take a picture of it and I looked over and we were just taking off. And Callum's face, can you imagine First the face? Time, because, yeah. And I had my yeah. phone and I took a photo and wow. honestly it just – went straight through me how yep. nuts that I forgot how incredible yep. it is to go on a plane. Right, right, right. You know, and, yeah, so I, I asked the hostess person, the crew, you know, is there any chance that he could meet the pilot? And she said, yeah, if you wait on the plane till everyone's gone off the plane, he can go into the cockpit. This oh, was great. just two years ago. Yeah, yeah great. Yeah, and we went in and the, pl- the pilot quietly said to me, just try and talk him out of being a pilot because <laughs> all be automatic in 10 years. Oh, dear. So Switch is about getting that initial enthusiasm back into your everyday work existence. That's exactly right. So, Fantastic. you know, really bringing in a little bit of the creativity and a little bit of the tech tips mm. and all that sort of stuff. It's all about just being more present with the stuff that you do and switching one little tiny part of a process that you go through in the 20 different things that you do in the office every day so that you can a get a different result but b feel a bit of joy about what you're doing and not be a robot yeah mm. fantastic you said yourself you've been doing this for many many years any standout gigs for one reason or another as to uh, some lessons learned for yourself perhaps in there i guess when i was i think it was like south Stradbroke island or one of those islands you know in queensland and i had just had a baby 
who, who was, you know, four months old. And I got the gig when I was pregnant, you know, eight months before that or something. And, and I'd said, look, I really don't think I'm going to have a four-month-old baby. I don't know what I'm going to – if I'm going to be okay. Well, yeah. They said, no, no, you, you have to come. We've got plenty of people to look after the baby and we'll fly the baby and right. this and that. <laughs> and, you know, anyone who's had a baby or, you know, whose wife has had a baby or whatever, you know, you think you're going to be able to just get up and go and do things. Mm. But by the time it comes to the thing that you committed to, even if it was four months in, you're like, why did I say I would do this? And I was breastfeeding too. Anyway, I committed and I went and the, I could hear her crying off in the oh, sidelines dear. and I was sort of doing a 40-minute keynote and I just on the spot somehow like circular breathing with a didgeridoo, I was thinking in my mind, <laughs> how can I get this audience to do something yeah. so I can quickly go and stick a boob in this baby's mouth? <laughs> and I did that. I came up with some little activity, turned to the person next to you. For how long? And just, uh, five minutes. Five minutes, yeah, and that was, was like enough. four minutes, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, just yeah. Stick a oh, a hungry baby's gonna... a hungry yeah, baby. Yeah, well, exactly. Oh, yeah. And, but I'm sure they couldn't hear anything, but no. I, my boobs were leaking. <laughs> <laughs> I had Fabulous. to go, yeah. So I, that's the only thing that came to mind. Yeah, that, well, that, I don't think we're going to get another story like that. I don't think so. A whole podcast series, Michael. <laughs> um, Yvonne, you're someone who's really difficult to pigeonhole um, because you, firstly you've got so much energy you wouldn't stay in anyone's hole um, but you offer so much to any client which is fantastic but here's a challenge to you you and I and Carson are getting in an elevator and we're going to the 11th floor you've got that much time oh, to yes. really sum up why <laughs> Yvonne Adele should be the next guest at an event Right. Well, I guess because I'm completely and utterly obsessed with events. Events is my happy place. And so whether I'm your speaker or your MC, I am just possessed with the notion of making sure your event will shine and using my skills as a way to get there. Perfect. <laughs> there you go. Yvonne, thank you so much for your time today. You've got a great energy, which clearly you keep reinventing yourself every seven years in all kinds of areas, but particularly in a very now space, which is social media and technology. And may you live long and for many new incarnations of seven years. Thanks. I just became a marriage celebrant, so I'll add that to the list. There you go. <laughs> Fantastic. If you want to find more about Yvonne Adele, please visit www.yvonneadele.com. That was Our Next Guest Is with Carson White from Leading Voice and your see Michael Pope. To hear more of our guests, you can find us on iTunes or simply visit www.ournextguestis.com.au. But until next time, let's take a break.